Welcome to Herbs with Erin, Remedies for Body and Spirit podcast, where we help people explore the power of herbs to create optimal wellness and strengthen their spiritual practice so they can feel healthy and connected. Herbal information provided in this podcast is meant for educational purposes only. It is not meant to take the place of professional medical advice. Hello, everybody. It's alive here with what's in my teacup. I am going to be talking about why I'm drinking yarrow, yarrow tea. I'll show you a new teacup and saucer. I think they're really old ones this time. And um, yeah, talk about an upcoming free webinar that is called Learn Herbal Wisdom with the Archetypes. So I am looking at a book right now because I have to verify that this is the book where I've got the information about the yarrow. Yes, this is the one. Okay, wonderful. All right, let's see here. Got you on the comments. So here's the teacup that I'm going to put yarrow tea in. And it's... I think this one is really old because for one, it's wore out a lot. The coloring has gone like gone in some spots. Um, like it's really worn out in here. And I have another cup. I have like four cups of these. And um, there is supposed to be a pattern in the middle of this one. So I'm going to try to get it closer. It looks like we're focusing. Hello, Michelle. And... Yes, I think that's how you pronounce your name, Ness or Yes. Hello. And then here's the side. So this one's cracked. It's got a little bit of a crack and it's still usable. Um, and the coloring, there is this goldish color there. Come on, camera. So if you're listening to this podcast, which it'll be a podcast, you're like, what is she talking about? I'm actually live recording live in my Facebook page and in YouTube channel right now. And then I turn it into a podcast. Okay. And there is a number on the bottom. Let's just see if we can get that one. It's like 302. I just got a um, book that talks about the different markings, but my markings are not in there. So there's the handle on this one, a little bit of different kind. There is a little bit, it's not a flat edge. It's kind of a wavy, a little, a little wavy there. So this is the cup. It's a brilliant blue color in there. And the there's also like a flower in there that reminds me of a mimosa flower or a clematis flower. Let's see if I can point to it. I'm backwards here. Or a clematis flower after it's done blooming and goes to seed. It's right in there. There's also what looks to be a feather next to it too. Maybe I'll call this the, the blue mimosa collection <laughs> and then I don't have a matching saucer for it but I picked a saucer um, so that I, the saucer doesn't have a match either uh, and these ones are kind of interesting there's like a scene on there an agricultural scene and I think that's a church in the background um, I don't know there's like a palm tree there something's going on there is a marking on the back, but it is so faded. I don't know what it is. I don't know what those markings are at all. They're just like little lines. And then it has this um, pink luster, it's called, around the edges. And these just look old. You know how some things just have a really old look? They're kind of wore. They're faded. I don't know. They just get that, that vibe. So, yes. 
this is not my favorite shape I spill. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a, the, the saucer is really deep and the cup has got a bigger rim and it's got a tapered bottom. So um, yeah, that's the one I'm going to use. So let me sh show you what I have here. For the tea, I am just doing a simple yarrow infusion. Or yar just yarrow. And um, yeah, it's very light colored. This has been steeping for oh, about an hour and a half. And it's really light colored. Um, yeah, about an hour and a half. It's not even warm anymore. So why am I drinking this one? Well, here we go. Let me see. First, there's, there's a comment. Lots of makers did transfer wear and luster. Yeah, it sounds like they did. It sounds like they did. And, um, okay, so the Yarrow Tea. I knew that I was coming up to this week to do a, I had to get a crown done. I have one in the way back on the right, and I had to get the matching set, right, on the left on the way back. And a um, little crack in there that didn't want to settle down. And I thought, what can I do to help the, the healing process and help the whole process of my gums healing? And last time, the first crown that I ever got done, just actually a year ago, or two years ago, she said, um, what I had problems with afterwards was hot and cold sensitivity, like seriously bad. I would have to like stop and just like do some Lamaze breathing or something. It was such a, a bad feeling. And... Um, they did what they could to, you know, help me out with that first one. And what I found to help with sensitivity pain on that first crown was echinacea tincture. I would just put a little bit back there and it seemed to bring down that sensitivity. I mean, within like two applications, it was amazing. I thought, well, that's interesting. I've never heard echinacea being used for that. The reason why I used the echinacea tincture then is because I remembered that it has a numbing sensation or tingling sensation for the for a really bad sore throat. So I, I tried it for my my gum and my sensitivity it really did good. I thought, okay, next, I'm coming up to another crown. Let's see what I can do even further. What can I do to prevent and to assist the healing process? And um, I remember reading in this book, plants have so much to give. All we have to do is ask by uh, Mary to sip genuez. I, I know that I'm not pronouncing that completely accurate, accurately. And it's edited by Wendy McCoon's genuez, which is her daughter. So this is Mary's information. She had this put together and then Wendy, Wendy um, edited it and got it out there and published it. So I remember a story in here that about how their teacher, Mary and Wendy's teacher, uh, her, I'll just use the abbreviated name, Key. That's the abbreviated name. She, Anishinaabe, I believe they said. Anishinaabe teachings in here. And they said that Key remembered a story or she actually um, experienced it where there used to be an Eastern, Eastern tribe. It's all in the book. So I'm just trying to synopse it here. And a tribe in the East used to soak in yarrow and yarrow ex extraction like a yarrow uh, tea infusion they would soak in it for a day so that the next day they could do this fire walking and they wouldn't get burned they would do something with fire on their skin and they wouldn't get burned okay so i don't know that popped into my head 
And um, I thought, oh, that's interesting. I don't know why this story is popping up in my head. But if it, they soaked in it and it helped with their pain and healing <laughs> and they didn't get burned, I wonder if it would work um, to try to soak my gums in this. So what I did is made before the procedure, like a week before the procedure, I would make this infusion and then I would just let it, I would hold it in my mouth to try to get it in place. I could have made a poultice and put it in place too, but I was not doing that. I just thought, I thought I'll do the infusion. I thought the water, the soaking, the bath that they soaked in with yarrow, I thought I'll just put it in my mouth and try that. So I would, every time I would walk past it, I put a little bit in my mouth and I would just let it soak in there. And then for some reason I would spit it out. I would drink a little bit of it, but I wasn't really drink. You know, I didn't need to ingest it so much. Well, the, the whole tooth um, thing went really well this week. It was fine. She said to use salt. The dentist said use salt water to help soothe your gums. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to keep doing the yarrow, the yarrow thing. And hold it in my mouth. And so I haven't had any sensitivity. I've had a little soreness because of all the work they did. But so this so far, this experiment has gone well. <laughs> I didn't have a controlled subject, so I don't know if it was just because this tooth is different. But I have noticed it just there is not swelling. There is not bleeding. There's nothing happening bad and little soreness, like a bruise, it feels like because I worked in there so much. So I'm continuing to use the yarrow extract um, and I just put it in my mouth and let it hold there. And like I said, I don't usually drink it. It's kind of a bitter. Um, I usually just spit it out. But um, yeah, so I decided to try that out and it worked. Now, yarrow um, flower usually, but yarrow leaf can be used. They use it for fevers too. And yarrow poultice, I've mentioned before, putting a poultice on a wound really helps to stop bleeding quickly, increases healing time and reduces pain. And I've experienced that a lot with yarrow. So yeah, Achilles millifolium is the scientific name. And in Greek mythology, yeah, Achilles, I think that's Greek, not Roman. Uh, so Achilles, yeah. So there's some connection there with, uh, well, they the connection is it's wound healing and Achilles had that wound, right? And I also um, read that during World War Two, World War One, one of the wars, that they used a lot of yarrow leaf to help with wounds because they were running out of other medicines. So yes, very interesting. Um, so that's why I have a yarrow, yarrow in my cup. I won't hold it in my mouth and spit it for you right now, but I just drank a little bit. It's very bitter. Usually when I uh, blend yarrow um, into other, I usually blend it in with other teas if I'm going to drink it um, because it just, you know, for me, I'm not a huge fan of bitter or drinking a lot of bitter tea. I usually have to cover it up with something. <laughs> Yeah. So anyways, that's my experience with yarrow. I think it's really important for people to share their experiences with herbs, even if it's not showing up in books or e-courses or trainings, you know, even if those experiences aren't um, like I can't say, well, I'm going to try it. Somebody else is going to try it and see if it works for them, too. I just know that I wanted to try to help myself through the process of the pain and the healing of the tooth. And I think that is so important for people to be able to do in their own, you know, their own homes and their own lives, or just have some sort of options to help themselves through a situation. And rather than me worry about the whole procedure, I was able to focus my, um, focus my energies on making the tea, keeping the tea on the counter, swishing it, 
in hopes that it would help. And so far it did help. So if there's anybody in my family who has to do that procedure again in my home, you know, I'll really suggest try this. And I know that for me, yarrow on my, uh, I've had some pretty deep cuts that bled quite a lot and yarrow helped so much on those wounds, reduce the pain a, a lot and use it on bee stings and stuff like that. So why not internally on the mouth too? Um, yeah. So there we go. I was just reading the comments here. Somebody's saying clove works on tooth pain as well. It does. From what I've heard, I've never tried the clove because to me, clove is a really strong flavor. And to me, it would be hard to hold in, in my mouth. So, um, but yes, that one is. And there's, um, like I said, echinacea tincture, um, echinacea tea infusion. I, I would try that as well. Uh, what else? There's there's one called the toothache plant. Um, Spilanthes um, helps to do that as well. It's a great bath herb. I would imagine so because for me, yarrow, when I think of using yarrow internally and externally, I think of it getting into every little tiny like nerve ending, all the little spots, right? It can help get into every little nook and cranny to help ease that pain and help, um, you know, facilitate healing. And so, yeah, I, I think it's a really great herb to have around. Clove is so proven that dentists use it. Yeah. And uh, I use clove oil. It works great. Good, good. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, clove oil, I would imagine, is also antimicrobial, like most of these herbs I've mentioned are anyway. So um, if we can get things to reduce pain and help to uh, make sure that the unhelpful microbes, unhelpful germs are um, eliminated that helps too. Yeah, spilanthes is weird. Somebody says your whole mouth goes numb. Yeah, I've, if you ever get a chance to try some spilanthes, I have some dried here, but just take a little bit. Don't chew the whole flower unless you really want to have a quite an experience. But yeah, it gets kind of numb and tingly. It doesn't last a long time. And then you kind of drool because it just like brings all of the saliva forward. Yeah, it's a really fun one, spilanthes. All right, so I was talking about this book. Plants have so much to give us. All we have to do is ask. This is a really great resource that talks about um, herbs and medicinal plants that are a little bit less known in terms of like not as much. They, they're not like the most popular herbs in, in other books. So like um, Monarda, the three species of Monarda are talked about in here, which is great. There's some recipes in here, herbal remedy ones and food ones. And also the stories, the Anishinaabe stories that go, the stories, the teachings that go along with these medicinal plants. So it's just a really, really great read. What other plants are in here? Oh yeah, some of them like... Um, well, red osier dogwood is in there and bunchberry is in there, which is unique to me in terms of a medicinal. Um, and some of the trees are in here, which is great. Don't always see the trees in some herbal texts. So yeah, it's great. And it has just um, all sorts of wonderful Anishinaabe botanical teachings in there. Now, upcoming here, I have the um, Learn Herbal Wisdom with the Archetypes. It's a webinar happening November 16th. It will be in, uh, I'll be in Zoom and streaming into a Facebook group. 
And so you can join me in Zoom or in the Facebook group. The Facebook group is called The Herbal Hut with Erin Lefebvre. The Herbal Hut. So you can join that Facebook group. And also um, I've been sharing the link in various places for learn you learn herbal wisdom with the archetypes. And it's about liberating the healer, priestess, and witch. So you may think, what is that all about? Um, but yes, it is all about how we can embody herbal wisdom in a way that's not just simply analytical. I, I feel like it's like a missing link to a lot of herbal studies. And I, it's something that I have experienced through my herbal journey. Um, so I want to share that with other people. So the webinar is free. It's about, it'll be about 30 minutes to 60 minutes. And then we'll actually do another three-day workshop afterwards. And that three-day workshop um, is $13. I haven't even announced that or sent that out to anybody. So this is the first um, the first announcement of it. So of, of that three-day workshop that comes on afterwards. So we have you have some time, uh, November 16th. And um, yeah, learning herbal wisdom with the archetypes. Archetypes are such like powerful, energetic, um, gosh, what's the word? They're archetypes that you, you, I'll be talking more about the, you know, the archetypes and why using them. But I, in the 13 Moon Mystery School, just completing, almost um, completed that. And we worked with 13 archetypes, which was a really powerful way to learn different aspects of yourself. And I think that this archetypal energy of the priestess, healer, and witch, and more specifically, herbal healer, plant priestess, and green witch, those are archetypes um, and ways to embody herbal wisdom that I think is really needed in in herbal in learning herbal wisdom. We sometimes um, have this external feel about I need to do the herbal things and I need to learn the herbal things. And people, you know, will say, I I lose my momentum as I get going. I, I feel disorganized. I'm not sure of myself. I, I wonder if this is worth my time. And I think that these this archetypal energy that we're going to explore in the webinar is something that really brings those brings it together. So it's more like embodied and you don't feel like it's some some other thing on the your outside view that you do sometimes and sometimes not. So um, the learn the I also have a quiz that um, I know many of you have gone through. So um, the herbal pathway archetypes quiz that's out there. So many of you have taken it and seen that the free little report you get about um, about that archetype um, that really represents your herbal pathway right now. And some of you have gotten the um, the guide, the, the guide sheets that go with it too. So yes. All right. So thank you for coming to this uh, what's in my teacup. I'll be adding it to my herbs podcast. And I have some uh, fun um, fun uh, guest speakers being lined up right now for my herbs podcast. So I'm on Spotify and iTunes and I found out that I'm on something also um, called uh, podcast addict. Um, I found it there and I'm also on anchor. So there's like four different places that I I'm at right now. So, and I'm also sending out every week I have a, an e-newsletter and from now until the end of December, in each of those um, newsletters coming out, you'll get a botanically based gift idea. So the last one that was sent out was um, the first one. 
and it was about how to make a brown sugar scrub with essential oils, how you can make it at home. Um, so the gift ideas I'm going to be sending out are either things you can make, um, things that you could purchase. Um, and also, um, you know, these are gift ideas that you can be thinking about giving to somebody else that is got an herbal and plant interest. And it's also something that you could be giving to other people who, you know, are always asking like, what can I get for you, Miss Herbal Person? <laughs> oh, I need some ideas. Um, and you could also make some of these things and give them away as as gifts because it's kind of the gift giving season coming up here. So having some um, ideas. Some of them are real low cost, inexpensive ideas with things that you just probably have around your house already. Some of them you may need to get some supplies for, but um, I'll be sharing that um, in those email messages uh, for the next couple months. So thanks for joining. And I'll see you next week for the next What's in My Teacup. Take care. Bye-bye. Please follow me at fullcircleherbals.com and the Facebook page Full Circle Herbals.